welcome back to another episode of Alicia Page the podcast. I'm Alicia Page and I'm your host. It is good to finally be back recording. I just went on a little mini vacation to California with a friend of mine. We did like a little girls getaway vacation thing. It was very refreshing. It was not the warmest. However, the great food really made up for it, not gonna lie. Um, my favorite place that we went to was called Morning Glory. It's in uh, San Diego. I almost said San Francisco. That's not it. San Diego. Um, it's like an Enneagram Four's dream brunch place. It just embodied who I was. I felt so like seen. I don't know what it is. Um, but there was like copper everywhere and there was like pink and everyone wore these like cool retro um, blue and white pinstriped overalls for their um, uniform. And it just was amazing. I had um, chicken and waffles, obviously, because that's just like the best choice for breakfast. Um, but honestly, there was just so many good things to choose from at that place. Um, and I genuinely really enjoyed it. So random plug. If you're ever in the San Diego area, please, please, please go to Morning Glory. Um, you will not regret it. But I'm excited to be back there again at some point in time. It was it was fun. It was very, very short, but um, well, well needed. Anyways, I couldn't have planned this better. I I'm, actually this is just pure, purely by accident. But this month is Mental Awareness Month. Um, and on the podcast, we are going to be starting a series about anxiety. And I'm so excited to be talking about this topic. Um, it's something near and dear to my heart. And I hope that by um, telling my story, I can just help at least one person out there. So to kick off this series, I just want to focus on just that, my story, my experience with anxiety and how it has affected my life. And at the end, I want to go through just a few things that have personally helped me um, get my anxiety under control, air quotes, so to speak. I will have a disclaimer here. I'm not a medical professional, and I don't, I don't think I talk any medically whatever stuff in this episode, but just in case you need to know, I'm not a professional. Um, also, what works for me might not work for you, and it's kind of just that simple. It, um, take all of this with a grain of salt. My experiences could be so much different than yours. Um, but my hope is, um, in starting this series, um, is that you just find at least some part of your struggle in mine and that we can relate to one another and not feel crazy together. So let's get into it. Um, so I'm pretty sure I've just always been an anxious person. Um, I call it being particular now because I feel like, I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to keep like explaining what anxiety is to everyone, but I call it, I'm just particular about stuff um, because I get anxious about a lot of things, um, which makes me particular in the things that I do or don't do. Looking back, I remember the first kind of symptoms as a teen was just constantly canceling plans just out of the blue and very um, uh, last minute. Yeah, that's the word, last minute. Um, I could not pinpoint why I needed to cancel, but looking back, I just was anxious. I 
and for what, I have no idea. Um, but this, of course, was upsetting to friends. They didn't understand, and they just thought I was blowing them off for no reason, and it hurt because that just was not the case, and my anxiety journey um, started to really take form, I guess you'd say, when I was a freshman in high school. My good friend had passed away in a car accident, and it just um, honestly was a traumatic experience to lose someone so young and so close to you. Um, so during that week, um, I, not only was I battling grief, I was also battling exams, and I couldn't tell you why my anxiety just decided to go full throttle, but I started having panic attacks during my tests, and that is not something that, I don't think I've really experienced those up until that point, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to be honest, I really can't remember the majority of my childhood, um, I don't know if my brain just doesn't work that way, uh, but um, yeah, but I had no idea what was like going on with my brain or my body, um, like at all in this latest. At that point, I hadn't really heard about um, panic attacks or anxiety attacks or really anxiety in general. I just, I don't think I really had heard about that term too much. And if it was said, it was just like, oh, I worry too much. And that's just, it ain't it, all right? Um, I remember trying to confide in my parents about what was happening. I, okay, I'm going to just stop here. I think this is an important part of that season of first discovering anxiety and experiencing all this stuff for the first time and in such an intense way. Um, and if my, any of my family members are listening to this, I, I'm going to try, I'm not trying to paint you in a bad light. It just at the time you didn't understand, therefore it didn't feel like you were coming off that understanding to what I was going through. And I had no idea what was, what I was going through. I had no idea why I was panicking at school. And so it felt very lonesome to not have that support for my, my parents and and now they understand, and now they're great, um, and I think that they can understand a little bit more like what I was going through and what I still go through. Um, but at the time, at the time, it did not feel great because no one that I knew really was like anxious like this, and I don't know. So it was. Um, it was tough, but anyways, I love you parents. Just know that you did your best with the knowledge that you knew. I, I understand it. I get it. So anyways, um, the panic attacks started getting worse and more frequent. I think I said that right. Sometimes I say words and I'm pretty sure I said them wrong. <laughs> I sound like I have a speech impediment sometimes and I just think I, my brain is just a lot more faster than my mouth is. But anyways, um, they were getting more frequent. There we go. Um, I would start to panic at least like once a day or maybe multiple times a day. Honestly, super exhausting. Um, and for me, I want to talk about what panic attacks uh, look like. So um, they, this is for me, uh, they looked like an overwhelming sense of confusion 
and overload. Uh, things would get really loud around me and my heart rate would skyrocket. I would start to hyperventilate and sob. Just, I felt like I couldn't breathe and I was like trapped. And at the same time, your brain's telling you, I'm gonna die. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fun to be experiencing at least once a day. Um, but these, the peak of these attacks would only last around 10 minutes, usually maybe 15, although I can recall a time or two that they have lasted almost an hour of just, oh, this extreme panic, not fun. Um, so that was like my life for a while, panic attacks, just feeling anxious a lot of the time and just so, so confused. Um, fast forward to, I think I'm almost positive it was my junior year of high school. And I, I, I don't know, I can't, it was either junior or senior, I can't really remember, but I was in the middle of feeling anxious. And I was talking with a friend at lunch about what I had been going through. I was reluctant to open up as I had been shut down in the past from other friends or family, just not like knowing and understanding. So I felt really crazy. Um, but this particular friend luckily actually also had anxiety and had panic attacks. And so she could relate to me, which was very refreshing to talk to someone who like understood what I was going through. Um, she was so kind and she was kind enough to buy me a book and I'm not a reader, but I read this book religiously um, and this book really helped me a lot. And so shout out to my friend, if you listen to this and you know exactly who you are, thank you so much for being a light in such a dark time in my life. Um, this book is called, I don't want to be crazy by Samantha Schultz. I'm pretty sure it's Schultz. I probably should have looked this up. Um, I'm going to go with it, but all the details and stuff will... Oh, oh, well, okay, the title of the book and whatever will be in the details. This is what I'm trying to say of the episode. So you can look there for additional information. Um, but you may be thinking, hmm, this title sounds very familiar, like very similar to your series name. And that is incredibly on purpose. I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to be anxious. Um, really, this book helped me that much. Um to want to, like, it just kind of inspired me a little bit. Um, but this book helped me to just make me feel not so alone and, you know, cliche to feel not so crazy. Um, but that anxiety is something that people do experience and people do have, and they do have panic attacks or are triggered by weird things like I was and still am. And the thing about this book was, it isn't a health, uh, nope, was about to say that, completely wrong. A self-help book, wow, golly, Alicia, I can't speak today. I'm just going to keep going with it. Um, I hope you understand. Um, this book isn't a self-help book. It doesn't give you steps or, like, knowledge about how to, like, cure anxiety, which I don't think there's a cure for anxiety. It was just her story of her experiences dealing and coping with anxiety, and that just kind of like was enough for me. Um, but spoiler alert, 
there was no happy ending where she just got cured. She just got better and she lived on with her life and she's never been anxious since. She just learned how to live her life with it, but to not let it control her life. And that has been similar to my story. I'm not healed. I still struggle, but it's it's been way more manageable now than it was then for sure. Um, but yeah, I gave this book to my mom to read. I gave this book to my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. So I gave him that to read to just understand a little bit of what goes through my mind and what I experience. Um, and I was actually just reading some of the quotes to find the exact wording of a quote I'm going to end this with. Um, not now, don't worry. I'm, it's not going to be that short. Um, but all these quotes I was looking through and there are all these crazy thoughts that I had, or I shouldn't say crazy, you know, but like they sound crazy to you because you're like, who thinks these things? Like, you know, you know, logic, you know, rationale. And when you're anxious, it just goes out the window. And so I um, was just re-seeing myself in some of those quotes. It was, um, it was fun. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend this book if you don't want to feel crazy and you want to have a little bit of hope please read the book. In the summer of 2013, I will be very transparent. I went to counseling. Um, I went to a, a psychiatrist as well to get medicated because I just was having so many panic attacks so frequently. I just, I needed help and I'm going to pause. There is no shame in needing help. There is no shame in going to therapy. There is no shame in medication. <sighs> There's just no shame in it, okay? Like, okay, I, I could go on forever about this, but let it just be normal to need help, and that's okay. Resume. So, uh, 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 let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, I had... Oh, yes, I wrote in here... I couldn't figure out how to just be still and know that he is God. I, okay, I'm going to go off on another little tangent. I'm sorry. But I, so after this episode, I am going to have another couple and my husband join me. And we're going to go through um, what it's like to love someone with anxiety, how to help them in those moments, which I think is super beneficial. And then I'm going to do kind of like a Q&A style. I was almost thinking of how to relate like God into this because I definitely have been preached at so much of like, oh, you just need to be anxious for nothing. You need to whatever. I'm like, that's never helped me. God has definitely helped me. But just quoting that scripture at someone with like, I'm not talking about someone that just worries about tomorrow, but someone that has severe, crippling, debilitating anxiety for people to say that over me was the most frustrating thing. It boils my blood. I'm going to stop talking about it before I get on a tangent. Um, I may or may not cover that. I want to make sure that I cover that well. I think some pastors and some Christian speakers just get it wrong um, or they don't talk about it in the light of, because I just hear it in the way of just like, People just worry so much and they just get quote unquote anxious for tomorrow or for their job interview or for their spouse or what. No, I like, I wish I had some of those worries in my life sometimes. Not to, not to, not to, not 
to invalidate those concerns and worries that is their own thing. But for me, like, I, like, I don't know, I wish I could just flip a switch and anxiety would turn off, but that just isn't the case. So, whatever. Um, gonna go back to the story so I don't, I don't make this a super long episode, um, but I was medicated for a little over a year. I, I honestly, like, don't even like taking Tylenol for headaches, to be honest. So I wanted to start getting off of that medication and just see how I could live my life. And so I've been medication-free for a couple years now. Well, actually, a lot of years now. I guess since, like, 2014 or 15 to now, 2021. Um, so I think it was 20, 2015 when I got off. So that amount of years. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say I've been healed, so therefore I've been medication-free. I probably medication still would have done me well, but... Um, I'm just living off the grid, I guess. <laughs> this is just my own agenda. Um, but I know being medication-free for some people may be just not possible. And they literally need medication to help their brain chemistry work together better. And I totally respect that. And I understand. And I want you to know that you are no less if you take medication and if you don't, you are no better <laughs> for not. Like, it's just, we're all trying to figure this out. We're all just trying to not be anxious in this world. So um, do, do whatever you need to do, honestly, to help yourself not be ruled by anxiety. The brunt of my constant anxiety attacks were mainly in high school. Um, and a few years past high school, I just had a few like instances where I knew this was going to put me in anxiety overload. And I went through with those instances. So it was like a year of just not even wanting to be in public areas because I was so anxious about the, whatever. It was just, it was not the glory days for sure. Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but I just wanted to share with you some of the triggers or things that would cause me to have anxiety. These are mainly stuff that would happen more reoccurring, you know, like in high school or just after, but these things actually, I really do still like, um, suffer from some of these. Some of them are a little bit, okay. I only have two, just spoiler alert. Uh, these two are, I think they're kind of funny. Well, the first one's funny. The second one's just like, oh, I understand that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I just, and I don't know, in case you need an example or, again, like something to relate to. So my first trigger, I hate that word, but whatever, it's close. Um, I, ugh, I just, okay, I want to be honest. I really hate the word trigger, but we're going to have to just go past that, whatever. Um, it's close is something that's still, um, triggering. Is there another word to use? Whatever for me today. Um, if my clothes or my outfit doesn't make me feel good or like right, then it sends me spiraling into an anxiety attack. I don't know what it is. 
And it's not like the feeling on my body and it's not like, oh, I'm worried what other people are going to like think of me. It's like, it's just feeling comfortable in that outfit. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's a little bit of body dysmorphia, whatever. I, I don't know. But I remember just not feeling okay in my outfit several times um, in high school. And my friends were seniors, so they could, like, go off campus for lunch. I would beg my friend who lived down the street from me to go to my house or, like, pick me something that she had from her house and give me a new shirt or give me a new outfit because I literally felt like I was melting in my, like, my, I don't know how to, I'm just, that's all I can explain, I guess, for that. Like, unless you understand, like, it's hard to put quite into words why or you know like why that is so off-putting or triggering I'm trying to figure out a different word for that but whatever um so yeah I felt really obnoxious asking my friends to do that or if my mom was home I'd say please bring me something else um but I literally would be in a panic attack if I was still wearing that outfit so that's super fun and okay this is growth I'm just gonna you know rejoice rejoice with me for a moment so I went to San Diego and I packed all the wrong clothes and it wasn't warm it was like 63 and cloudy and it's right by the shore so the beach whatever so it's gonna be even more cold and windy and whatever so uh, like, I just didn't pack the right things, and I'm still figuring out, like, my mom bod and extra gained weight, and just, I'm trying to figure it out, and so I hated every single outfit I was in. I felt so terrible for my friend. I, like, could not stop verbally, ex like, expressing how uncomfortable I was in my clothes, and it's not, I don't know, it was not about me, like, looking a certain way or appearing cool. I don't know how to explain it. I just, I hated the way these clothes are making me feel. And so, um, yeah, but I didn't panic over it. I was internally just not in a good place, but <laughs> I didn't um, have a panic attack. So yay for growth. Anyways, number two in the last little one I'll tell you about is parking slash directions. This one's like a little bit bigger of a trigger for me. This is something that happens a lot more common um, and a lot more like this one really gets me going sometimes. If I don't know exactly what the parking situation is like, I know someone on the other end of listening to this is like, yes, girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, if I don't know what the parking situation is like or where I need to go, I will panic. I will panic, I will cry, I will do all of the things. Um, story time, really quick. Um, this was just last year, okay? This was just six months ago in December. My friend, my best friend in the world, was turning 27. She, Her birthday is on the 23rd of December, so just the day before Christmas Eve. And for her big 27th, we wanted to get a few girls together and do a sleepover because who does sleepovers when they're adults? No one but us. And it was great. It's amazing. I would highly recommend. Super fun. Um, so we 
were sleeping over in this hotel. So first we went to do dinner in the hotel and I was running a little bit late. This is my first time ever being away from Mara and, or like the, for a night and it was fine. Like I was, you know, 30 minutes away if that, and Sam was here, it was all good. Um, but so in this hotel area region, there was a, um, route for Christmas lights, if that makes sense. Like there's a, like a candy cane lane situation. Um, you just, whatever. So the cars are always packed to get in line, to go through this area, get their tickets and whatever. And so this is like peak season, mind you as well. So it's at night. And so you can see the lights. Everyone's trying to see the lights. I think it was like a Thursday or Friday or something like that too. Um, and so yeah. Yeah, this is just like a recipe for disaster. I didn't know quite exactly where I was going. And then the entrances were like blocked off because of this uh, line for the lights or whatever. And so I was literally circling this area, which is very difficult because there's like cars just packed everywhere. And I was like, oh no, I'm feeling the panic come over me. And... um so eventually I get into this area, this line, I think that I can get into the hotel and this guy, why are people like, I get it like a little bit, but why are the uh, people that are trying to like direct traffic always the most mean people? I can't handle it. I'm already spiraling into a panic attack before I'm supposed to go eat dinner and celebrate my friend's birthday and you're gonna sit there and yell at me when you have not made your directions clear in the slightest so this guy's yelling at me I have no idea what his deal is I wait and then he like flags me on to like go where I need to go and he like has that smirk of like no you can go dumb woman whatever blah um and I just you know, probably was not internally saying some nice words to this fellow. Um, but anyways, um, I park and I full on have my panic attack. I'm hyperventilating. I'm crying and all that jazz. And I text my friend and, um, I said, Hey, uh, sorry, I'm late. I just had a hard time getting to the parking lot. I'm in the middle of having a panic attack, so I'll just be in in a few minutes. Just kind of finish panicking quick. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that was terrible. Thankfully, like, my friend understood, and she's like, yeah, no worries. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I do not mean this to be about me at all. Like, this is your day. I will be, I will be fine when I get inside. Like, no problem. And um, she didn't obviously care about that. She's like, you just, it's okay. Like, you just panic if you need to. Do what you need to. Take as much, much as time you need. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I'm just going to say I'm going to do it now because I probably should. Um, I'll post on my Instagram probably tomorrow or this week. I caught a video. I just knew I was going to talk about this at some point. So I caught a video towards the end of my panic attack when I was just trying to like rush it basically. And I will talk about panic attacks um, more in like a Q&A episode, um, like two episodes from now, because I really want to give like panic attacks the, like the time that it needs. Um, but anyways, I'll teach you how to rush through a panic attack, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, um, 
I will, I'll post that video. I'm cringing already. It was just a very vulnerable video of me crying and hyperventilating and, and just trying to like suppress the panic attack. And I think people just need to see it. So I'm, I'll post it. I'll take one for the team. I'm not a, I'm not a cute crier, uh, but whatever. So, oh, okay, 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 okay. I just want to keep moving. I've, I have, um, rabbit trailed far too much this episode, so sorry. Um, so, yeah, those are just some of the, um, things that get me pretty anxious. I want to shift to some of the things that have helped me over the years. And again, I'm going to bring back that disclaimer that just because this helped me doesn't mean it's going to help you. And your anxiety might look very different from mine and vice versa, whatever. So take this with a grain of salt. This is what helps me. If you've never heard of these things or these techniques or whatever, these are Alicia patented. Um, but um, if they help you, I I pray that they do. Um, if they don't, I'm sorry. I hope you find something that, that genuinely and truly, I hope that you find something that uh, works for you. But um, you've heard me mention the book by Samantha Schultz, um, as well as medication. So that's one and two, okay? Read a book, specifically the Samantha Schultz one, and two, if medication is what you need, then I hope that you get that. That's also in the same vein as like therapy as well. All of those things. Get the help if you need the help. Um, number two, um, know your triggers. Um, again, I'm just going to express why I don't like that word. In a world that like says they are triggered by everything, I absolutely hate using that word. Um, but it sounds, it just sounds disgusting to me. So that's why I keep like, ugh, every time I say it. But for the lack of the of a better term, know your triggers. Know what tends to set you off, and maybe that is just writing it down after it happens and pinpoint to the best of your ability. Because sometimes it's not something that you know um, in the moment and stuff, but just write it down afterwards. Um, or maybe you just write down your situation. Um, keep a record uh, to get you to know your anxious habits a little bit better. And then now you can use that as a tool to your advantage over anxiety and to help prepare yourself for those situations. You may still get anxious or panic a little bit, but in time, I promise it will and can get better. So for me, that looks like I know, I know, I know going to new places or not knowing the parking situation or not knowing exactly where to go. Um, I will make sure to either have someone with me or to call them in advance, like, Hey, I'm going to be here. Can you please meet me at this area? So I know where to go kind of situation. Um, because otherwise I will have to sit there and panic for a little bit. Um, but yeah, know your triggers, use that as an advantage over anxiety. Um, and then, okay, this is, this is quick. So we've already had one, two, three, and four, basically at this point. Here's our last one. Maybe I, I, I know I'm not really good at math, so I probably didn't count that right, but whatever. This is my last one that went by pretty fast, but these are, this one is really just like the home run for me. This is the thing that really changed it all. Um, but this is going to sound 
so like kind of like a slap in your face like alicia i'm trying my best (laughs) kind of thing um but hear me out um i just challenged my mind that sounds so hippy dippy but when anxious thoughts came into my mind you know the kind the ones that are really irrational the ones that send you just over the edge panicking i chose to not entertain them I did not host those thoughts. They were not invited as my guests into the home of my mind. They were treated like door-to-door salesmen that are cold calling. I I shut my um, blinds and I pretended I wasn't home. But no, seriously, I just did not give it the time of day. I, I try to not entertain the thoughts that I know are irrational. I know that they're anxious thoughts. I know that these aren't life-giving thoughts. These aren't the truth. These are not true thoughts. These are not what is true for my situation at the time. So I, again, easier said than done. I just try to ground myself in that moment as much as possible. So it may mean like looking at things around me, touching the things around me, just like noticing everything because that's the here and now. I try to think of the goodness of God and anything other than focusing on not focusing on those thoughts, if you're tracking with me. So like the more that you focus on not focusing on that, um, you will focus on it because that's what you're trying to not focus on. I know that's a lot of here and there, but um, I try to think about what's here, what's now, what is true, what is pure, what is noble, what is wonderful what is uh, praiseworthy, truthful. I think I said that before, but thinking of those things. Um, yeah, that, um, this is the biggest thing that has just changed for me. Other than knowing a roadmap of my triggers, um, I try not to give my anxiety the time of day. Do I still experience anxiety attacks? Yes, I do. Do I still get anxious? Yes, I do. Do I still get debilitated from my anxiety? Yes, I do. But the goal was never to get rid of it, okay? Because I don't think that's entirely possible at this point. I mean, nothing's impossible for God, so let me just put that out there. But I think anxiety is just a part of me, but it isn't my identity. I just, I'm going to say that again, but I'm going to say you. Anxiety is a part of you. But it's not your identity. I'm going to end with this quote, and I'm also going to try not to cry. Um, From the book that I had mentioned before, I don't want to be crazy. Um, The quote says, I am in a house. I'm in one room, and my anxiety is in another. It's close. I can feel it. I can go to it, but I won't. Man, it's really, really powerful. You have the power to not let anxiety rule your life. It's easier said than done. In fact, it's hard, hard work. But if you do not want to live under the thumb of anxiety, you need to put in the hours. You need to push yourself in ways you didn't think you were capable of going without anxiety following you. Remember, 
you are not your anxiety. It does not have you. And it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to um, suppress you in any way. I'm not saying it's going to go away just magically with a thought in the right direction. But again, it's as I said before, it's going to be hard work. It may mean therapy. It may mean medication. It may mean journaling your triggers. Whatever that may be, you're going to get through it. I know it. Well, that is all I have today. I am super excited for the next installment. Um, I, I think I mentioned it earlier. Again, short, short memory span right now. I'm going to be interviewing some friends of mine, and um, they're a married couple. Um, I'm going to have my husband on, and we're just going to talk about anxiety, but through the lens of loving someone with anxiety. How do you help them um, just be a safe person for them, be a safe place for them. How do you help them through those times of their irrationality, through their anxiety, all that kind of stuff? I'm super excited about that episode. Um, I hope that you were encouraged by today's episode to not feel alone or crazy about this. Please, 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 I cannot say it again um, or enough. If you need like help, if you need therapy, if you need medication, please, do not be shy about it. There is plethoras of people in the world. This is why people go into this profession so that they can help people. Um, so do the research, um, ask around, whatever you need to do. Get in to see a therapist. You are not crazy or weird for doing so. So if you needed the permission, you now have it. Um, be free, all right? Uh, like always, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate, subscribe, like, comment, or do whatever you can do for the podcast. I have no idea, so I'm just going to list all the things, all the possibilities. Um, but I would greatly appreciate it. Um, please hit me up on the socials. Those will be in the details for this episode as well, especially if you want to see my super embarrassing um, video of me ugly crying and hyperventilating during an anxiety attack. So, yeah. You are awesome. You are capable. You are wonderful. I love you and I don't even know you. Have a great week and I'll see you next time on another episode of Alicia Page, the podcast. <laughs>